from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Hello, I'm Cheryl Kennedy at the Library of Congress. Joining me today is Diane Rehm, a veteran broadcast journalist. She is featured in the July-August 2016 issue of the Library of Congress magazine, uh, which you can find at loc.gov slash lcm. Diane, thank you so much it's for joining It's my me. pleasure. Now, as the host of The Diane Ream Show for nearly 35 years, you once said that your goal was to expand horizons and promote a deeper understanding of the world around us. Now, would you say that also is the goal of radio as a medium? I think it may be the goal of some media. Uh, I think that certainly in public radio, we strive every single day to enlighten, uh, to expand, to help people understand what the major issues are. And certainly that's what I have tried to do on the Diane Rehm Show for the past, my gosh, I think it will actually be 38 years, and we've done that every single day. And when I say we, I mean my producers and I. Well, you certainly have uh, left a wonderful legacy um, and we will miss you when you finally retire. Well, actually, I'm not retiring. I am going to step away from the microphone to allow a new, fresher voice filled with newer ideas, perhaps younger voices. This 10 to noon really, uh, real estate here on public radio is very, very important and I think must reflect changing times, changing attitudes, and changes in thinking about the media and its role. So after 38 years holding this wonderful microphone. I think it's time to step aside. Well, obviously, radio has a long history. What do you feel is the impact of radio on American history and culture? Oh, my gosh. You know, I grew up listening to radio. It was the only broadcast medium in our home. I did not have television until I was about to graduate from high school. So each day as I came home, I listened to all the wonderful afternoon programs, the uh, programs that continue to be aired as legacy of wonderful broadcast radio, programs like The Shadow, The Green Hornet, um, The Life of Riley, uh, you know, just wonderful programs that radio has brought to us in addition, going back to 
Edward R. Murrow and his bringing to us exactly what was happening as World War II was taking place. He and journalist William Shirer. Radio is a medium that delivers the message mind to mind. In other words, television certainly has its place with its pictures, with its video, but with radio, there's no interference. You're not distracted by anything you see. The message comes to you from those voices that you hear on radio, and the message comes and really comes in mind to mind. It is a far more personal medium than is radio, than is television. And as Susan Stamberg has always said, the pictures that radio creates in your mind are really fantastic. I have to totally agree with that. I love radio. Good. With the introduction of television, cable, and the Internet, do you think radio's influence has been diminished? I know you said it's a mind-to-mind delivery system, Uh, but uh, how do you see it, uh, it standing in that context? Well, you'll have to remember that when television came along, people kept saying, well, that's the end of radio. Well, I don't think we're going to see the end of radio for the foreseeable future. I agree with you. Many new platforms coming along, uh, podcasting certainly, uh, so many young people are Uh, are becoming involved in so that they can listen at their leisure. But the original broadcast medium, I think, is going to stay with us for a long time to come. How would you describe your personal experience in radio within the larger scope of America's radio heritage? And uh, the need to preserve uh, that heritage, obviously with the uh, uh, ephemeral nature of radio, lack of technology, uh, and even just neglect in emergent audio formats. Um, How would you describe your experience, and why do you think it's important to preserve that? I think the mixture of voices, the mixture of sounds, the reproduction, the sending out of these wonderful sounds of humanity. Sound is so important in our lives. And the ability to create sound and to in many ways, sometimes manipulate, change that sound, makes us all aware of how important that sound is in our lives. I think that the legacy 
uh, radio is going to continue for a long time because the sound of the human voice is so incredibly important. I do, as I've said, believe that there are times when seeing what you are hearing adds another dimension. However, I think there are times when seeing uh, with that visual medium can actually detract from the understanding of what that message is. Therefore, for me, radio has been far more important than television. I think it will continue to be that for me. As I say, this sound of the human voice, so incredibly important, not just on radio, but just in our personal lives, generally speaking. I think that the sound of the human voice is so important, and coming from radio, coming with radio, coming through radio, is going to be around for a long time. Well, as you may know, the Library of Congress uh, manages the National Recording Registry, which is designed to preserve uh, music as well as the spoken word. Um, obviously, there is a need to preserve these things. Um, uh, do you think uh, people understand um, that if we don't have preservation of these items, they might not be around for future generations? It depends on how you preserve them and how well you communicate their value. And for me personally, I do understand totally that value of preservation, and I hope that the Library of Congress will continue to do that kind of preservation. I think the voices that we hear now in 2016 are very different from the voices that perhaps were heard 40, 50 years ago, and the kind of sound that we heard back then is very different, and that in and of itself is educational. We have made progress in how to transmit sound, the various platforms from which we transmit sound are so valuable and are teaching vehicles. So I am certain that the august Library of Constitution, in its wisdom, uh, will continue to uh, its mission of preserving the sound, not only of the human voice, but other sounds as well. You have interviewed many notable people during your career. Uh, the tables were recently turned, however, when your son interviewed you as part of the StoryCorps uh, initiative uh, with the Library of Congress and NPR to record, preserve, and share those stories of ordinary and extraordinary individuals. What was that like? 
Oh, it was wonderful. I loved sitting across from my son. We'd talk a great deal, both on the phone and in person. It was, it was so special because I know he had thought a great deal about the kinds of questions he would ask. As a matter of fact, it was the second time David Bream had interviewed me. He graduated many years ago from Oberlin College, and once I began the national broadcast of the Diane Rehm Show and the broadcast was taken up by WCPN in Cleveland, um, David and I were invited together to come back for him to Oberlin College and in front of an audience probably of about 500, he interviewed me for a solid hour. So our time with StoryCorps was very sweet. It was brief, but it was lovely. We talked about his early years and my early years as a mother. We talked about my early years in my career. We talked about his dad, who died just a couple of years ago. We got a lot into that few minutes, and I haven't heard that recording yet. I'll hope to hear it before long. Well, you will be appearing at the National Book Festival to discuss your newest book, On My Own, which deals with a very difficult period in your life. Um, and it looks ahead to uh, a new chapter as you pair, prepare to do something else. Um, what are your plans and, and what would be your recommendations for the person who's going to be uh, taking over that position uh, after you leave? Well, in fact, it may not just be a person. It could be several people, for all I know. My advice is simply to learn how to listen. And I am presuming that the person or persons they hire will have good listening skills. I have always believed that talk shows should be called listening shows because I think the most important thing that a host or hosts can do in this position is to listen carefully. As for what my plans are, I will certainly be speaking out around the country about my book. I will be appearing in a play regarding Alzheimer's. I perform as a woman who falls into Alzheimer's. I will be speaking out about the right to choose to die. Um, so I've got lots on my plate in addition to staying here at the station 
helping to raise funds for the station and helping to raise its profile here in the community. So I think I have a full plate ahead. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing those insights with us, and thank you. Uh, It's been a pleasure listening to you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure talking with you. Thanks so much. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.